What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now more of The Bernie Show. Welcome back to The Bernie Show. Really good to be with you. I was uh, talking about... Um, how bad of a season this has been and we know that but i put it i wanted to put a number on it did my little research very quickly this morning on this so here are the 10 worst winning percentage by a cardinals team through the first 86 games of a season um i'm just going to give you the years and i am 1907 1908 1905 1919 1978 and then you come to 2023 407 winning percentage which is the ninth worst in the history of a franchise well since 2000 uh, excuse me since 1901 which is far back as uh, baseball reference goes for the modern era so what you're seeing at least through 86 games um you're seeing the team that uh, is historically bad for a franchise that's had all this success, yeah, they've, there's been gaps. You know, the 50s were a gap, the 70s were a gap. But it's been uh, it's been a lot of success sort of pumped in through the decades, except for a couple of exceptions. And, you know, it's just amazing to think that, you know, this is basically through this stage of the season in terms of winning or losing, this is the ninth worst Cardinals team in the history of the franchise going back to 1901. I don't know. That's uh, you know we can talk about this, we can talk about that, but it's just a this is just an abject failure. There's even no debate about it, and everybody involved should be embarrassed and really ashamed of this. Starting from Bill DeWitt, the chairman, on down. No, this is it's not it's not enough to just you know kind of be frustrated with it. I mean, this is the kind of thing that should shake everybody up into full attention and a full alert mode and an aggressive demeanor, more aggressive, ambitious demeanor to where, you know, we are going to fix this thing and we're going to start now. And that begins at the top with Bill DeWitt. I mean, we've talked about this a lot. And you know what I did, Jim Hewer, because Mm -hmm. I do things like this. What did you do? You know what I did? What's that? I went back and I found quotes from Bill DeWitt Jr., chairman of the Cardinals, when 
the Cardinals fired Mike Matheny in mid-July 2018. And we're also in, almost to mid-July here, not, not far. It'll be like five. These are basically quotes that are five years old. When he fired Mike Matheny. Um, listen to these quotes. Listen to these quotes. Unfortunately, our club has not played up to its capabilities, and it was time for a fresh voice and some new leadership. In some places, a winning record or even 500 is even acceptable. Not with this city, not with this franchise, not with its history, and not with the fans. That's, that's the first quote. <laughs> As I mentioned on Twitter last night when I put that quote up, Bill, what, so what, you know, in light of that quote where you made a declaration of the franchise standards and you were adamant about it, where are you at now? What are you going to do? You said loudly, and I'm glad you did, it was warranted, that the Cardinals have higher standards in the baseball they were playing, and it's not going to happen with their franchise in this city under their watch, they're not going to stand for it. That's basically what he said. Well, if you're going to if you're you're going to take that kind of stand, and you know the thing of it is, I, I thought Mike Matheny had lost the team and the firing was justified. But Mike Matheny did a lot more winning than Ali Marmol, and even at the day at the time he was fired, the Cardinals were still a game over 500. Now I'm not saying that's great because obviously it wasn't. And like I said, there was a lot of turmoil. He lost the team. Players were turning on him. He was withdrawn. He was sullen. He wasn't, wasn't communicating. He had to go. But if Bill DeWitt Jr. is going to say those things and make it very clear what the Cardinals stand for under him and what, what is acceptable and what is not acceptable, well, where are you, Bill? We have a friendly relationship. I respect your longevity and everything you've done. That part doesn't change. It's one of the reasons why I really admired those comments he made after sacking Matheny. Because it just reminded everybody, media fans, people in the organization, we're the Cardinals. This is what we stand for. In some places, I'm going back to the quote, in some places a winning record or even 500 is acceptable, not with this city, not with this franchise, and not with its history, and not with the fans. Bill, you're almost at the all-star break, just as you were five years ago. So if you were upset by being a game over 500 at the break of 2018. Listen, I do, I do realize that, you, that under Matheny, they didn't make the playoffs in 2016 and 17 and ultimately would not make the playoffs in 2018, even though Mike Schilt really got him going, but it just, it just wasn't enough. Um, if you were, were going to make such strong statements, like kind of this is, our, this, is what, this is who we are, this is what we stand for, this is what we will not accept, I want everyone to know, period, boom. Bill, you're, you're 16 under now. You've got the ninth worst start in the history of a franchise that's been around for, you know, 120, 122 years. You're 12 and a half games behind the Reds. You got the 27th, 27th 
best record in baseball. You, you know, you're 13th, I believe, in the National League. You have a 370 winning percentage against teams that have a winning record, 370. You can't win at home. You can't win one-run games. Your president of baseball operations put together a just rancid pitching staff that is a humongous liability. It's a pitching staff that is, you know, primarily responsible for the Cardinals allowing an average of 5.08 runs this season. That's not the ERA. That's just the, the, the number of runs that they allow on average. And they haven't been in that area since 2007. You, 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 your organization used to make it its specialty, a consistent specialty, the area of run prevention. You guys were one of the best at that for a long time, and now it's going to hell. And your manager let the defense unravel, and your manager and the coaches let the, the base running fundamentals uh, deteriorate. You got a roster that has got so many holes, so many weaknesses, all these log jams. So if you're going to raise hell and throw down about what your franchise stands for and what it will not accept when you sack Matheny, what about now, Bill? What about now? This is the worst start by a Cardinals team in the season, 86 games, since 1978. Do you really want it to be, to be known as the guy that after all that winning, he took the Cardinals back to the, the lost decade of the 1970s? I mean, is that what you want? I don't think so. So, look, people ask us, Jim, all the time. We get asked it on Twitter, especially after bad losses. I get it. I, I want people to vent. I'm glad they feel I'm worthy of hearing their complaints. And, you know, I, I really mean that. And so many times this year, it's like, what what are they going to do? They can't let this keep going what are they going to do you got to fire Marmol and then I politely respond well they're not going to do that because that's Mar- that's uh, Mosaic guy and he has his back at least hey at least I think he does because at some point even that goes away and then then the the comeback to that is like well you know you got to you got to fire Mosaic and Marmol and I remind people well I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, my friends, but because everyone should be deeply disturbed by this, and it's not just some you know aberrant aberration of a year. But Bill DeWitt gave John Mozeliak, who's like a member of his family, he gave him a two-year contract extension through 2025. He did that in spring training. So my point is, you say fire the manager. Well, the guy who hired him and who can control him doesn't. He doesn't want to do that. Because he doesn't want to have to hire a fourth manager in five years. And you say, well, then he ought to be fired. Okay, I'll play along. He ought to be fired. But Bill DeWitt is the one who, uh, you know, several months ago, several short months ago, gave him a two-year contract extension and praised him to the heavens. So what I'm trying to tell you, I really mean this, and it's, uh, listen, I'm stating the obvious, but... I wanted to just bring absolute clarity, clarity to it because, again, these quotes from DeWitt, and I got another one for you, these quotes from DeWitt after they fired Matheny just about five years ago, almost five years ago, in the middle of the season, 
they jumped out at me because I'm like, yeah, I remember that Bill DeWitt. I do. Where is he now? Where is he now? So the only way, and I'll say it again, the only way anything is going to change, the only way there is going to be the kind of shakeup that they need and the kind of shakeup that is warranted and the kind of shakeup that will, in, in fact, lead to change. The only person in the world, literally in the world, that can make that happen is Bill DeWitt Jr. No one else can do that. He's the only guy who has the authority, has the leadership in terms of a franchise. He's the only guy that can make that happen. So my point is, and I'm not a phony when I tell you again how much I like and respect Bill DeWitt. I think he's been a great owner, but they've gone off the tracks. Their model is outdated. Their thinking and philosophy is outdated. Their spending habits have fallen behind the most recent trends. They're now 15th, 16th in payroll. It wasn't that long ago. They were 7th, 8th, 9th. They have got to change the whole way they go about it. And it ain't good enough to keep who you have in place. If we're talking about major change, if you're going to, you're going to sack Matheny after he led the team to the playoffs in 12, 13, 14, 15. Won a pennant in 2013. Got him in several uh, league championship series. And then it kind of fell apart on him because he lost the clubhouse. But if you're going to sack him so abruptly a game before the All-Star break in 2018, and you're going to say those words about basically Bill DeWitt saying – this is unacceptable. We're not going to stand for it. We're, we, the Cardinals have to be better than this. What about now, Bill? You're 16 games under 500. You can't even spot the Cincinnati Reds with a telescope. That's how far in front they are of you. <laughs> you can't win a one-run game. You can't win at home. You, can't, you're, you get stomped by be- winning teams. You got to th- you've, you've only won 37% of the time when you play a team with a winning record. You don't win series anymore. You've, uh, you, you and the White Sox have got the most blown saves in the majors. Your rotation's got one guy you can count on, Jordan Montgomery. And he's going to be a free agent because you didn't want to, y'all didn't want to engage him in contract talks in the spring, even after he told you he, he really wants to stay. Now, that, as soon as you said that, Scott Boris took over. And now if you want to keep Jordan Montgomery, uh, it's going to be a painful price tag. And I know how you're thinking, well, we're not going to pay that. Okay. Well, what do you got for us, Bill? What's that rotation going to be in 2024? Hell, we can't even think of five starters. I mean, we can. We can throw names out there. Nothing is going to change, and all that stuff he said after sacking Matheny, frankly, if Bill DeWitt doesn't take some action here, and I mean serious action, I don't mean, and by the way, I'm not saying he would do this, but I'm trying to give you a hypothetical. You know, if you have a press conference and you announce that Gersh has been dumped, okay? No, 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 it's not going to do it. 
That, no one's going to fall for something like that, okay? You're the guy, the, the, John Mozeliak, uh has just kind of lost it. I mean, he's just not the guy that he was. He was a damn good general manager for a long time. And now he just, it's just mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. Complacency, arrogance, almost laughing at fans and media who spend the offseason last two, three years. You need, to, you, you need to upgrade the starting pitching. You don't have enough. You have to do better. You got to go get got a smirk on his face, all but, all but like laughing at people who, you know, would be so nutty to even think that. We like what we have. Well, you got, you got your worst run prevention since 2007. That's a long time ago, isn't it? So what's Bill DeWitt going to do? Do those words still apply that he, he made, those comments he made in 2018 when he fired Mike Matheny? Do, do those words still matter? Do those standards that he spoke of in 2018 when firing Matheny, does, are those standards still applicable or have you lowered the standards to a point where you now have a team that is unrecognizable to faithful supporting fans who give you $3 million, $3.3 million a year in home attendance. This team is unrecognizable based on the, the type of, of successful baseball and not just good baseball that they've been used to for a long time. Do those standards apply now, the ones that you spoke of in 2018? And if they don't apply now, then what does that say about you, Bill? What does that say about you? One more quote. Because this will, this will be really meaningful if Bill DeWitt does nothing, and then you, you'll hear, he'll have an interview or talk to somebody, you know, and he'll talk about, well, you know, it's just one of those years. Yeah, we made mistakes, but we, we think we can be really good next year. And uh, we, you know, we, I think continuity is important, you know, that type of thing, right? The only reason I bring that up, because I want to take you back again in the couple days or so after they fired Matheny, Bill DeWitt said this, in addition to the first thing I told you. He said, unfortunately, our club has not played up to its capabilities. It was time – oh, I, I got the wrong thing. I'm sorry. Th- about continuity. Sorry about that. Here mm-hmm. we go. Continuity is desirable, but when it's working – part. let me do this again. I'm having a bad time here. Con- you know why? Because I'm, I'm ticked off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Continuity is desirable, but when it's not working, you feel like a change needs to be made. As with the general manager situation, you need to act. Continuity in and of itself isn't a goal. You want a successful team to be in the playoffs. You put a team together and take your chances. What you value is consistent winning. Continuity has value in that regard, but not when it's not working. We have won. We're marginally over 500. He's talking about 2018. It's not like we're 20 games under 500 and desperate. I think we have a really good club and, and fresh leadership, a fresh start will enhance the opportunity for this club to do much better. So he's saying, hey, when he fired Matheny, who was around 500, and he's saying, hey, it, look, 
It's not like we're 20 games under 500. Bill, you're 16 under 500 now. You're, you're closing <laughs> in on that, buddy. So continuity is desirable, but continuity doesn't have value when it's not working. If I boiled down the message, that's it. The second part of that, basically, I'm going to translate. You know, it's not like we're embarrassing ourselves. We're not down like near the bottom in the National League. We're not in the bottom four teams in the major leagues. We're not losing at home like we haven't lost at home in a long, long time. It's not like we're game. You're 20 games under 500 and are desperate. Well, I know 16 under ain't 20 under, but first of all, give it some time. You'll get there. But it's close enough to once again say, Bill, do those things you talked about in terms of continuity being desirable, but not when it isn't working? It has doesn't have the value. Does that still apply? Do those words still mean anything? Or were they just words? What are, what are the standards? You have alluded to what's not acceptable. This team and this organization, this baseball operation, this dugout operation right now is so far removed from what the Cardinals should stand for and have stood for for a very long time. Not, they're not even in the same damn hemisphere. So if you're going to go around Sack and Matheny and making these big statements. What about now, Mr. DeWitt? What about now? What do you got for us now? Are those, do the words mean anything? Are they still, do they still represent what you think the Cardinals stand for and why you had to fire a manager back in 2018? Do the, are those words still applicable now where the Cardinals are happy? What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. In their worst season, at least since 2000 and, uh, 1978, worst season right now since 1978. Are those words you, you, you gave us in 2018, are they still applicable? Are your standards still as high? Or are we going to let that slide too, the way we've let uh, the evaluation of putting together a pitching staff go to hell, go down the toilet? Uh, creating all these roster log jams to where you have so many guys, you wind up, your guy, Mo, winds up making an idiotic trade, sending Randy Rosarina to Tampa Bay. These problems that happen over and over and over again. Why would you want to stand for that? If you wouldn't stand for it when your team was a game over 500 right at the All-Star break in 2018, you wouldn't put up with that. So why in the world would you put up with this? What could possibly be a justification for putting up with this? You've got to show some respect to your fan base. 
And I don't know what's going on. Uh, I really don't. I don't know what's going on in terms of financial pressures. You know, I don't know um, what's going on with, you know, I know Bill DeWitt, Bill, Bill III has even said, yeah, they're concerned about the future of their local television because of that gangster company that owned their television rights who are trying to renege on everything. I know he, they're concerned about that because TV revenue is a big part of what they do. Um, I, I don't know if, um, you know, they have that big project down in, in Jupiter to like basically rebuild their entire spring training complex. And I know that the local governments there are putting a, a lot of money into that, but the Cardinals and the Marlins are also obligated to put quite a bit of money into that. I mean, is this all about he's worried about finances? And, and, and again, all due respect to Bill, but um, it's impossible to lose money if you're a Major League Baseball team. It just is. Yeah, there are better, there are much more lucrative situations, sure. But no one's going to go to what the old school people would refer to as the poorhouse if you own a Major League Baseball franchise. And certainly not a franchise that's bringing in 3.1, 3.2, 3.3 million fans at home each season. A franchise that consistently ranks second in the majors in home attendance. And if they don't rank second, then they rank third behind the Dodgers and the Yankees. But lately, they've been second only to the Dodgers. And how many people are in the L.A. area? 18 million, 16 million, something like that. And to be able to maintain that kind of attendance standard where you're hanging there with the Dodgers who play in that massive market, see, your fans deserve better. Uh, Listen, I think sometimes during the course, not now, not now, I think at times the fans have gotten a little spoiled because – You know, it started way too early. Again, everyone has the right to be totally fed up now. But I I remember just kind of, you know, looking at the sky saying, really? Because, you know, they'd keep making the playoffs. And again, this has gone back a ways. And it's like, well, that's not good enough. You don't win the World Series, you're a failure. You know, that kind of attitude. I still scoff at that. I still think that's ridiculous. But this is a whole separate category we're talking about. This is a historically bad Cardinals team. It's a place, frankly, I never thought that they would revisit under Bill DeWitt. And he has a sense of history, and I, uh, I got I to respect this guy. And that, My respect is the reason why I would find it almost impossible to believe that his standards have fallen so low. And then what he said about firing Matheny in 2018, that – this, the same criteria does not apply now. I'd have a very, very difficult time believing that Bill DeWitt has just said, in effect, throw your hands up, the, the heck with it. We'll figure something out. That's never been his way, and um, he's the only real leader that can change things. So I'm going to think about that the next time I, you know, take, take pokes criticize Marmol, although if he screws up games, he screws up games. I'm not going to hold back on that. But I'm going to, you know, and I'm, I'm not um, 
I'm not even, when I look at Mo and, and how he has managed to screw things up because of his complacency, I also recognize, and I've, I've told you all this for years and years and years, Bill DeWitt works, Bill, De, Bill DeWitt and Mosaic work as a team. They're, they're a partnership. Nothing happens in that organization. I'm not talking about they pick up a, a minor leaguer. I said nothing of any kind of importance happens in that baseball operation unless Bill DeWitt is A, involved in the discussions, and B, signs off on it. It just doesn't happen. He has the final say. Just as he has the final say, and this is a hands-on owner, just as he has the final say about who's going to be running the operation and who's going to be managing the team. It's up to Bill DeWitt. And if you all want to keep, you know, barking about Marmol, I get it. Mosaic, I get it. You want to keep squawking, I get it about those two. But we need to kind of reframe the discussion because to me, it's all about Bill DeWitt now. It's all about him and the other people are just employees. And they have important jobs. I'm talking about the manager and the president of baseball ops. They have important jobs. Absolutely, they do. But the only job that matters in terms of the ability and the power and the authority to change things, shake up things in a substantial way, one person in the world has that. It's Bill DeWitt Jr. So I'm going to keep harping on that because it needs to be said over and over and over again. When we play the blame game here, we got to cut out the middlemen. The middlemen being Marmol and the coaches and Mosaic and Gersh. And I give a pass to Randy Flores because he appears to be very good at his job. But we got to cut out the middlemen and go right to the top because if we're going to play the blame game for this disaster of a season, you point up the guy at the very top of the organizational pyramid or ladder, and that's Bill DeWitt Jr. Only guy who can make it different. I guess I'm done talking about this now. I think you put it out there perfectly, though. It's a pretty good sermon. It something I I use a simple statement. When it gets as bad as it is right now, Bernie, somebody's got to pay, and he's got to make that decision. And something's got to change. You just can't keep running that out there and telling people, "Hey, this is this is we're satisfied with this," and we're getting texts. Uh, during the show here all the time, especially today, while you're you're talking about this, it's like Bernie. Uh, this is this is embarrassing. How can Bill DeWitt be happy with this? He won't fire Mo. Had a hard to fire Marmol when you have given him a horrible pitching staff. But the reality is something's got to change. You just can't go. Oh, this was acceptable. You know, he's got to step up. He's the, he's always been the guy, the leader. He's always been the man who makes that decision. And gee whiz. It couldn't be any worse than it is right now. I mean, you mentioned those two teams, 2007 and 1978, and that 78 team was awful. And I remember it as a kid. I was like, gee whiz, this thing is. And to that point, I was so young, I had never seen a Cardinal team win. I didn't even know what that was. All I knew is Cardinals stink. They always stink. I didn't have a sense of history because it was too young. But then they changed things over, and it's really been good for the most part. But this is as bad as it's been, as you stated. Brutal. Yeah, it's, you know, in Bill DeWitt's leadership, uh, 
People forget about how, uh, you know, kind of despairing it was after Whitey Herzog got fed up with, with uh, Anheuser-Busch leadership in terms of spending with the baseball team and competing. Mm-hmm. And he finally said enough's enough, quit during the 90 season. And there was a long gap. Those those years were really kind of sad. It was, and looking back on it, it's, it's a good thing it only lasted until 1996. But when Bill – here's the deal. When Bill DeWitt – this is why I'm saying, you know, he's the only one that can change it, and it's up to him to change it. When he went in there, in, him and his partners bought the team right, right before Christmas of 1995. And Bill DeWitt was always the driving force. They, his partners like said, no, you're in charge of this. We're happy to be your partners, but you're in charge of this. He, uh, he, he immediately took action. They spent money on free agents. Um. Bill DeWitt wanted to keep Walt Jockety because he, he was aware, even though he did not hire Walt Jockety, he was aware that Walt Jockety was highly rated uh, in, in the industry at that time. So he retained Walt Jockety, which just shows you that, you know, even then he had good judgment about who could lead them back to a better place. He spent money on Andy Bennis. He spent money on Ron Gant. Uh, he spent money on Eckersley and Rick Honeycutt. Todd Stottlemyre. I mean, they just mm-hmm. move after move after move, and I'm leaving guys out. And they pumped up the payroll, and they were aggressive. And Bill DeWitt was the driving force behind that, and he had one of the great managers ever. He went out and hired him and made sure he got it done. Because Larusa had his eyes on some other places too, like Boston. I mean, he had other options. Bill DeWitt, Walt Jack, and he got it done. All right. So you have that, and then you have a long run of winning, and then you get to the early aughts, and don't forget, you know, you went through that uh, cycle where you did you did have like two, I think, two losing seasons in the late '90s, and Bill DeWitt's looking around, he's saying, you know, it's really really hard to sustain this kind of thing if you're always, if you're not you're not getting enough. Drafting and developing a lot of good young talent that will be in the pipeline and will be helping you, you can always count on help within the organization. But the only way to do that is to really be creative and innovative and forward thinking and how you draft and develop players. And we're going to get ahead of the game. I'm going to hire Jeff Luna. Who? What's his background? Well, you know, he's an Ivy League graduate and he's, he's, he's run a couple of corporate... Corporate what? And Jeff Luno was brilliant. He revamped the way they went about uh, player procurement and personnel. And Walt Jockety hated it and, you know, created such a ruckus because Walt Jockety's role was downgraded. He didn't have the final say over everything, you know, and Walt couldn't take it and he grumbled and then Bill got rid of Walt. Jeff Luno just completely, but under Bill DeWitt's Orders. It's the only reason he brought him in because Bill DeWitt knew what he wanted and he wanted to find the guy to do it, to change it up, shake it up, find a better way. And he did it by hiring Jeff Luno. And that's when the pennants started to fly and World Series appearances started to come and two more flags flying over Bush Stadium, World Series champions. That was the Luno influence. But people want to give that all to Luno, and that always makes me laugh. Because I hear, you know, well, so it was Jeff Luno, you know, they need to get him. Well, Jeff Luno, that, that, that particular uh, vessel has 
sailed a long time ago. Any, any, forget it. He's running some soccer team somewhere. But anyway, people, in my opinion, didn't give Bill DeWitt enough credit for, 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 for wanting to change the way that they handle their personnel and how they, how they uh, procure talent. And he was absolutely correct. He was also absolutely correct in the guy that he hired to do that. So if Bill DeWitt can completely change the Cardinals when he took over in 96, they won the division the first year. And this is after they had been down and out and irrelevant for several seasons. It, he get, they win the division title in his first season. They, they had to find some pitching. They had a couple of quiet years, not, not great years. But, again, they continue to add players. They can continue to invest. And, you know, starting around 2000, they were a juggernaut. So Bill DeWitt changed the whole franchise when he bought it and the moves he made right away. And then he changed it again when he had the belief that their system of player procurement and the way they were doing it was wrong, it was outdated, and we're going to get the advantage because we're going to do it a new way. We're going to put the emphasis on this and this and this. And for a long time, the Cardinals were pretty much the industry leader. Bill DeWitt was way ahead of the curve compared to other owners. So he changed it in a major way twice. Bill DeWitt say, I think he's 80 now. Does he still, does he have it in him to do it again? If you want to know about the direction of the Cardinals, that's the question you asked. Is the Bill DeWitt who transformed the franchise in 96 and transformed it again in the early aughts by hiring Luno, is that guy still here? Is that leadership still active? Do those standards still apply? Do, do his words when he fired Matheny, are they still applicable? These are all the questions. Because Bill DeWitt has shown to his credit in the past he ain't afraid of shaking anything up. My goodness, he fired a general manager a year after the a season after they won the World Series. So what would be the excuse now to do nothing? Let it ride. We're the Cardinals. We're smarter than everybody. All right. I, again, I thought, I've been going on for how long? I don't know. You're on a roll. I'm letting you go. It's great. I, you know, but it, no, I just... Um, you know, I, and I say this, I say this out for, you know, straight from the heart because I've, I've, you know, covered and known Bill DeWitt since he took over and I know what he's capable of doing. And he's capable of getting this franchise from a baseball standpoint back to where it belongs. But he's got to do it. You got to break up this, I got your back, you got mine thing. That's what, oh man. You can't do that stuff, man. You can't all sit, sit near each other. Well, I got your back. You got mine. Oh yeah, I got your back. Well, Bill's got my back, you know. No, cannot stand. It just can't. Not with a season like this. If the Cardinals were sitting there a couple games under 500 like they were in 18, I, would, I wouldn't be talking like this. I'd be saying their, their model's outdated, and they're going to have to get to work in terms of updating it. 
because they're, they've fallen behind the times and the teams that are doing well now have uh, bypassed them in terms of their approach to building rosters. And his uh, spending model is uh, behind the times as well. And they don't spend money well anyway because the baseball operations people just make mistake after mistake after mistake. That's another question. Why, if you're Bill DeWitt, why the hell would you want to keep burning money for players that you, you pay for more than just your usual kind of small potatoes contracts where you, where you venture out and, 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 you know, spend more than you want to or more than you have, you know, on guys like Mike Leake and, you know, uh, Dexter Fowler and even Contreras now, although he's, he's going to be fine. But Brett Cecil, I mean, I could go on and on and on. Yep. Why do you want to keep burning money? So why would you want to have the same people making the decisions that turn out to be financial losers. Like what? <laughs> you know, people say, well, you know, and that's, that's the irony. People always say, well, all he cares about is money. Well, if all he cared about was money, he would not have a front office that burns it, okay? Right? Yep. It's accurate. 100%. All right. We should take a break now. No. <laughs> we should probably... Take a see, breath. Get some water. No, I'm see. I'm being Bill Dewitt now. The guy I want, the Bill Dewitt I want to see. No, I'm in charge. There you go. You're in charge. Here's, here, Where are here's we going? How we're, here's how we. Here's how we're going to do it. I'm back. Y'all going to listen to what I say, and here's what we're going to do. It will be welcomed. Actually, oh, okay. Well, if you said it that way, I can't. It, it, Bill, I can't. It, Bill came out and said that today. It would be very welcomed by a lot of people. Like, oh, okay. Oh, I, Where are you going, Bill? Where are we going? We're all aboard. I know. I, so. I, I know. Well, before we go, if I have permission from Mr. Jim Hewer, could I uh, talk about uh, our friends at Saliga Heating and Cooling? Sure, let's do that. We'll take a break, and we'll talk to Andy Strickland on the other side. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not. I was not informed we had him. How long has he been waiting? Oh, he's not waiting. We're, we're, he's, oh. he's got, we told him about four fifteen ish. So I got you. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm sitting in my nice, cool home office doing the show. On 590 Fan KFNS, and it's so nice and cool up here because of this mini split that Saliga Heating and Cooling installed to just make sure this problem spot in the house where it, it absorbs all the summer sun because it faces that way all day long. Uh, I, I can talk and write and cut up and, and holler. I can do it in comfort. <laughs> That's nice. That's good. And Saliga's been doing this, helping people solve problems all the way back uh, to 1927. Fourth generation family business run by Dan Saliga. And all these generations of families that have benefited from the great, uh, reliable, professional, uh, honest service that they get from Saliga Heating and Cooling. So if you have any problem with your heating, man, and we all know that heat, 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 some of the stuff out there about what, what we're all in store for, you know, basically the whole United States, but talking about our area. You want to make sure that your cooling system's working properly. You might want to ask Saliga out to do a maintenance check. They, we do that with them every single year, twice a year, one for the fall, one for the summer. And um, they can get you up and running if you have any kind of problems, and you can trust them. We've been Saliga, a Saliga family for 15, 16 years. have counted on them numerous times, and they've always helped us out. And we're always glad to be able to help them, excuse me, call them when we need their help because they always come through. They're a pleasure to deal with. Uh, they're smart. They're professional. They're, no, they're knowledgeable. 100% integrity in the way they do things. So 
I'm always – listen, I, I'm delighted to endorse uh, Saliga every time that I do because I know how great they are and how much we, our family, values them. 314-481-7333. Don't forget about that high-efficiency American standard and heating and air conditioning equipment. 314-481-7333 or go to saligaheatingandcooling.com. We'll be right back with Andy Strickland here on The Bernie Show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details